History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25 years old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Chad Butler from the band Switchfoot. Now, I've had the privilege of seeing them perform live in Australia a number of times. They're one of my favourite bands, and uh, they've got some new music out, which we're going to talk about soon. And it's a real blessing today to catch up with the drummer, Chad Butler. How are you doing, Chad? Hey, Matt. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Now, I'm going to find out a bit more about this new music soon, but let's start with your story. Where were you born and raised? Well, it's a funny story. I uh, was born in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, and... uh, my dad was a musician and was touring through Europe. My parents were and uh, ended up living in uh, Europe for a few years as a young child and, and then moved to California um, after elementary school. And I've lived in California ever since here in San Diego and went to school uh, with John and Tim Foreman and in high school and, and then in college, we knew each other. Um, surfed all the, uh, the the beaches here around Southern California together, and we've been friends uh, ever since. We started a band while we were in college, and had no intention of of uh, you know traveling the world together uh, full time. But uh, we've had the great fortune of doing that for the last twenty uh, some years as Switchfoot. That's a great story of how the band got together back in the early days. And, uh, you know, I've enjoyed so many of your albums. We're going to talk a bit about your music throughout the show today as well. But let's just go back to a bit more of your upbringing. So did you have like a religious upbringing at all? My dad was a pastor. So, um, you know, most of the the pastor's kids uh, I know uh, are are either in jail or in (laughs) trouble. So it's it's a wonder that that I'm a, a functioning human. Um, but uh, I had a very loving family. Loved my parents. I just saw my dad uh, at, at at a coffee shop this morning, and and uh, yeah, uh, he he's been a great hero for me. You know, as a as a dad and as as a musician, um, just a, a, a wonderful influence on my thinking. You know, my parents always encouraged me to to ask big questions. Um, you know that. There's no question uh, too big for God and, you know, encouraged me to, to be open about my faith and my doubts uh, and, and to, to just sort of figure it out uh, as I went along. And yeah, I'm very thankful for the, for the upbringing I had. It's wonderful. So I'm curious to know about your dad's music career. So was he a Christian musician or just a musician that was a Christian? (laughs) Well, I think back in in the days when when he was touring, um, you know that they were still trying to figure out what that whole thing meant. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I'm I'm not even sure I totally understand it. You know, but for <laughs> for me, I've always felt like Christianity is a faith, not a, a genre. You know, I think of songs as a way to explore the world and to ask big questions and to talk about things that are uncomfortable to talk about in maybe everyday conversation, but 
through music and through song, you can explore those topics, you know, wrestle with the pain and the beauty that, you know, faith and doubt that you feel. And I'm really thankful for music being a big part of my life. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, it's a great, uh, a great story uh, uh, that you're a, a PK, a pastor's kid, because I think the Foreman boys are also pastor's kids, aren't they? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what, what uh, has bonded us, you know, sort of common experience. And maybe being in a band is, it's a lot like a family, but, you know, you sort of go through therapy together, <laughs> you know, yeah. the highs and lows of, of uh, traveling the world. And, you know, we get, we've gotten very close over the years. That's so cool, mate. Well, let's uh, let's go back to a bit of the band history. So I still remember when I first heard my first Switchfoot song. I was a teenager. I was a surfer, and I was uh, growing up in a town called Coffs Harbour in New South Wales, and uh, there weren't many Christian bands out that were surfers, you know, and, and I was like, yes, finally, one of, one of my tribe, you know. And uh, y- your first album that came out, I'm pretty sure, was it Legend of Chin? Was that what it was called? Yeah, that's right. Yep. And I remember hearing the first music. What was it like for you as a young surfer guy releasing your first album? But take us back to those feelings you went through when, when it all started. Well, we met in college and, and had the fortune of, of uh, a guy named Charlie Peacock hearing our music. Somebody had handed him a cassette tape and he, uh, he called us up and uh, we, we ended up signing to his little indie record label and got to record an album and, and put it out and go on tour. And that was just, uh, you know, dream come true. But in my mind, I thought, well, you know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. We'll go do this for a little bit and then, you know, I'll go back to school and, you know, pursue a real job. And uh, the funny thing is, is it turned into a full-time career for us over the years. And, and looking back, it's, it's just such a gift. Can't take any credit for it. Well, I just want to encourage any listeners, you, you may have heard some of their recent stuff, which is awesome. But back, then, back in the day, they were pretty, pretty rocking our band, uh, you know, for, for the time. You, you were ahead of your time, I reckon. I think of albums like The New Way to Be Human in 1999. I love that one. Uh, I loved uh, Learning to Breathe in 2000. The Beautiful Letdown in 2003 was really a massive breakout album, like songs like Meant to Live, uh, Dare You to Move. Some of those songs got secular airplay all over the world and charted. H- how much did that album change your life? Yeah, that was a, a wild ride, you know, to to be playing very small shows around the country here and you know we had the opportunity to tour uh europe a couple times and then all of a sudden with that album the beautiful letdown um you know we were suddenly playing in front of very large audiences and and uh and and getting to go to new places and that's that's i think the first maybe the first time we had ever been to australia you know headlining a tour and and playing all over and that that was a, a very memorable time for me, you know, seeing the country and going surfing. I, I remember going down to Gold Coast and and out in Perth and even down there, uh, at Bell's Beach, and went surfing down there and had a great time and so many great concerts. You know, I look back at at that era and and just remember specific cities and specific nights of music. But yeah, it was a wild thing to to hear our songs on the radio and you know, the international uh, world. I never dreamed that our song would, would make it that far 
from home. Well, it was certainly uh, like I was a youth pastor at the time, and I remember preaching messages about the songs "Meant to Live" and "Dare You to Move," and you know, because all the kids knew the songs, and you know, they were great because they asked good questions. Are we meant to live for so much more? You know, you know, is there more to life than this? You know, it really sowed a lot of seeds in a lot of young people's lives, and uh, you know, so, so I'm curious to know. So you were playing at festivals and concerts among all sorts of secular bands. You name the famous secular band, you've probably toured with them or played at a festival with them. I'm curious to know, were you treated differently as a Christian artist or did you just get to mingle with those guys and, and connect with them? Like, what was it like, you know, being being around all these massive bands? Did you get a chance to be an influence on them at the time? Well, I don't think other artists ever treated us any differently. Um, whether or not they knew where we were coming from in our faith. But, uh, you know, there, there were definitely people maybe in the, in the media or whatever that, that would try to, you know, put you in a, in a category or sort of uh, label you. I, I don't like boxes. I don't like categories. So, yeah. um, you know, that can be uncomfortable. Uh, you know, we've always said we make music for, for thinking people. And we ask a lot of big questions in the songs. You know, I, I don't pretend to have all the answers. You know, I think that's the beauty of, of music is that you can wrestle with things and, 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 and not, you know, sew it up in a, in a pretty bow. Life's messy. You know, there's a, a lot of things I don't understand. And I think that music is a journey to, for, for me, that, that is uh, ongoing. And, yeah. and I, I love that. I, I think that, you know, like you mentioned, we, yeah, we've had the opportunity to, to play with a lot of incredible bands and, and, and festivals. And, you know, I always just love to see the diversity in the audience, you know, looking out from stage and seeing people of all different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different beliefs, and they're coming together, um, you know, singing the same song. And that's the greatest honor for, for me is when I see an audience singing the song with us. And it's just a, it's just a picture of humanity coming together for something bigger than ourselves. It's, that's, that's the beauty of music. We're going to talk about your new music soon. I'm really excited about that. But I also would just love to know for you personally, is there you know, a couple of songs that you guys have done over the years that are real standouts for you? Um, you know, for me personally, mm-hmm. I love songs uh, like... Uh, you know, D to Move was one of my biggest ones, you know, as a, as a young fellow. That really uh, stirred me up, you know. Um, I loved uh, mm. songs like Meant to Live, you know, really big songs. Uh, but you do some some real uh, reflective ones. One of my ones that really got me thinking was The Shadow Proves the Sunshine. I absolutely love mm. that song as well. But what about you? What, what are your favourite uh, Switchfoot songs over the years? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I mean... We've had 11 albums. This new one will be our 12th, so there's a lot to choose from. But, um, you know, some bands I know really don't like playing their more well-known songs, you know, their hit songs. Um, You know, maybe it was a memory of, of, uh, you know, a painful breakup and they wrote a song about an ex-girlfriend or something and they don't like to sing it anymore, but they have to because people want to hear it, you know. Yeah. So... I say that just just to say I am so grateful that I still enjoy playing the songs that you know we wrote many years ago and recorded over the years. Yeah. So I'm I'm thankful for that. But in 
particular, um, there's, there's a couple that come to mind. Um, there's a song called uh, Lonely Nation that I, I really enjoy. There's a song called um, Love Alone is Worth the Fight. And those, those are ones that, that, you know, we rotate into our live set, and I, I still enjoy playing them. Yeah. You know the ones that, I, you know, when I'm going for a run or I'm doing a workout, I've got a, a switchfoot playlist of all the real upbeat songs, so songs like Afterlife. Oh, cool. Rise Above It, Thrive, oh, yeah. I love that one too. The more deeper ones like Restless, I love that one. Uh, Mess of Me, that one gets me going. Oh, I, I really love your rocking songs. Um, and one of the other ones that uh, I really think should have been a massive hit but I think it wasn't. It was passed over a bit as a single. I reckon the song "Selling the News" was a really controversial song from from my point of view. Do, do you know much about that song? Yeah, absolutely. That is an interesting one. Um, you know, sometimes uh, you can kind of make social commentary through just the poetry of of lyrics, and I think John's really good at doing that in a subtle and not so subtle way. Yeah. Um, but that one in particular is. It's definitely got some teeth. I like that that particular one. I'm glad you brought that up. Selling the news. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that should have been a secular number one hit around the world <laughs> because it's all about how <laughs> the the news is. You know, it's selling the news. You know, the the, the you know the internet and the you know the, the news. They're all just got these latest headlines mm. and and the fact is fiction is is one of the lines in it anyway. So that's one of my personal favourites too. And it's a little bit mm. different too. It had a bit of that kind of spoken word bit in there too. It was a a, a very creative song. I thought. Yeah. So um, anyway, I could talk about Switchfoot songs all day because I'm a fanboy. I love your stuff, but we we should move on to your new stuff because that's uh, that's the the big news at the moment. Uh, so the new album, uh, how do you pronounce it? Interrobang. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Interrobang. It's uh, it's actually a, a punctuation mark. You know, the title of the record is Interrobang, and it means a question mark on top of an exclamation mark, mm. and these sort of two disagreeing symbols juxtaposed on top of each other. Yeah. And to me, that, that symbol really sums up the tension of uh, 2020 as we were living through that tension and, and making the record. Well, tell us a bit about, uh, you know, some of the, the songs. And I know The Bones of Us is, is, is one of the singles that's been released. Tell us about some of the songs on there. I think uh, we've released three singles. Uh, the first one was I Need You To Be Wrong. Next one was Fluorescent. And then the third was the bones of us that you mentioned. Yeah, I think as as an album, it's it's a very connected body of work. You know, I think sort of uh, wrestling um, with the tension outside studio walls and then also inside. You know, it was a difficult record for us to make. We we specifically chose to work with a, a new producer we'd never worked with before, a guy named Tony Berg. Uh, who's a wonderful friend. He's he's become a, a dear friend to us, but um, he's very opinionated on on all subjects. <laughs> you know, um, we we didn't always agree, and and I think the challenge of making this record was, you know, can people who disagree create something beautiful even in the tension? And you know, I think at the end of it. At the end of the process, I, I think, you know, as, as friends, I, I look back now and, and see that we need each other. And, and I, I think we really needed Tony to make this record. You know, we wanted someone to push us and challenge us 
you know, after 11 albums together, you're trying to find new sounds and new ways to, to look at the world and, you know, to be pushed and challenged as musicians. And he did that. He really brought that, that energy. It wasn't easy, but I'm glad we went through the process. Well, I'm so glad that you guys are still pumping out some great music after all these years. And, uh, you know, it is a great story of uh, what, um, you know, the Lord has done. He's, he's raised you guys up and you've, you're reaching people all over the world with your music. And uh, you, you guys uh, are still um, uh, making us think with your songs. And uh, I love the fact that, that uh, you've got such a great heart. Now, before we go, mate, one thing I always like to ask people, you know, you shared a bit about being raised as a pastor's kid and... Uh, you know, starting the band with the, the Foreman Brothers. Uh, you've talked a bit about your Christian faith, but, you know, there might be people listening that have never heard what is Christianity about. Um, do you just want to share with us a bit of your personal testimony? Like, Was there a moment for you when you made a decision to, to follow God? Um, how, how did that look like for you? Wow, I think, um, you know, looking back at my life, I I think it's been a long journey. You know, as, as, it, as a kid... Maybe I, I had a, a smaller idea of who God is and what uh, what what it meant to follow Him. And you know, over the years, I think I've I've understood more and more the the love of my Maker and the the grace that I've been given. And I just am so thankful for that. But it's been a long journey, you know. I'm. I'm a father now and I, I look at my kids and, and I, I see the world differently because of them. You know, I see sort of the way I believe our father looks at, at us. And I think you can only experience that, you know, as, as, as you grow older and, and you go through those moments in life and you have hindsight, you know, and in the rear view mirror, but I am just so thankful for the the journey that that I'm on and that I'm not alone, and I'm thankful for my brothers in the band for being there with me in the low moments and celebrating together and and the joy and and I as I as I go through life I'm just um, realizing we need each other we need each other as we go through this long um, process of becoming who we were meant to be. And, and I think that each of us has you know, infinite potential. I, I, I look forward to, you know, being at the end of my life and, and, and hopefully seeing uh, progress. <laughs> I always want to be growing, right? That's awesome. Well, Chad, it's been so cool catching up with you today. If people want to check out the new music from Switchfoot, uh, the new album is called Interrobang. And uh, it's available, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, you know, wherever you get uh, good music from, YouTube, Facebook. You'll find them online everywhere. Um, Such a great band, uh, such a great uh, sound. And uh, thanks for pumping out the good music, Uh, Chad. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, your support. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history.
This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor.